Welcome to Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we will be reading in the New Testament book of Romans in chapter 9. And the, and the name for this one will be Choice. And before we get started, I would like to... I like to do this every now and again uh, to give you what the what the Bible is. That way, if somebody asks you, you have a way to answer what the Bible is, why we can believe in the Bible. Okay, let's begin on that. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. Forty authors, sixty-six volumes of books, span of fifteen hundred years. In three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic, hundreds of subjects and topics. So when somebody asks you, you give that, especially if you're if you're going to a university or college that's predominantly secular or whatever, you'll have professors there that will tell you that, you know, it's not and they got their their reasons why, because they don't believe in God, they're atheists, and and uh, more than likely they also believe in evolution, which is another lie that's never been disproven. Because evolution, they've took somebody's theory that never that's never been proven, and they portray it as this, uh, that it's uh, completely true and been proven, and that's the way it is. No, it's not. It's just a, another way that Satan, the devil, has you know, convince people to do that, to try to go against God, reject God out of society and out of your personal life, and that's why we have the mess we have. You know, that's why people are committing suicide, people's lives are a mess, and then when they die, because of the rejection of God, then the penalty is death uh, forever. Oh, that means eternal, because we're eternal beings. You know, the body will die and get corrupted and die, but the spirit lives on, the soul. And we're either going to be in heaven or in hell. And that's that's truth. People don't like to hear it, especially now. I mean, all through time it's been like that, but right now we're at a place where it's even more so. People only want to hear, you know, God is love and, and all this and everybody's going to heaven and everybody's children of God. No, uh-uh. Not everybody's going to heaven. And no, we may be created in the image of God, but not everybody's children of God. A child of God means that they do what God says in his word, the Bible, and they've repented and put their trust in Jesus alone. And that's how that works. So anyway, so let's begin in the Bible reading today. And also just want to say thank you for for listening to uh, the Bible Education Institute uh, study that uh, that I have here, and I hope you're getting a lot out of it. And remember the the saying I love that I heard from Ray Comfort that you can also find on YouTube, and uh, his website is uh, livingwaters.com. But he says to read the Bible daily without fail, and I say. Read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says. So I just added a little bit to it. Okay, let's begin. In, and I'm going to be reading out of the NIV, the New International Version, just because it's easier. 
you know, I love the King James, but a lot of people have a little bit of trouble with King James because it's the old English, you know. So I'm reading out of the NIV, the New International Version, just to make it simpler. There's a good version, like the ESV is another good one. Uh, that's the English Standard Version of the Living Bible. That was the one I, uh, the only one I had at the time, back in 1980, uh, that had came out. That was, you know, pretty solid. They had uh, other ones, but that was one that was solid. So anyway, so let's begin. And that's New Testament, Romans chapter 9. Um, the NIV, New National Version, starting at verse 1. And the topic of this section is Paul's anguish over Israel. Verse 1 of chapter 9, I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms, confirms it through the Holy Spirit. Verse 2, I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. Verse 3, for I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my people, those of my own race, the people of Israel. Theirs is the adoption to sonship. There's the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Verse 5, theirs are the patriarchs. Patriarchs and... Let's go back to verse 5. Theirs are the patri patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of the Messiah, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. Okay, let's go down to verse 6. In the, and uh, for this section, it is called God's Sovereign Choice. Starting at verse 6. It is not as though God's word had failed, for not all who are descended from Israel are Israel. Verse 7, nor because they are his descendants are they all Abraham's children. On the contrary, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Verse 8, in other words, it is not the children by physical descent who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offspring. Verse 9, for this was how the promise was stated. At the appointed time I will return and Sarah will have a son. So that's going back, explaining when, um, uh, when, uh, when it was Abraham and Sarah, his wife, and they were old. And they were told they were going to have their son Isaac. And then going back there, it says, basically what it was saying is that just because you're, like, they're Jewish, you know, with all the descendants and all, doesn't make you uh, a servant of God. You know, it's, because now, um, when the new, new covenant came in with Jesus, he brought in the new covenant from the old covenant. And so now we can come directly to God through Jesus Christ, his son, which is basically God in the flesh. Just go back to the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's three separate, but still in one. You can go back in uh, the New Testament book of John, chapter 1, explains that. 
So, so in other words, it's like, so when people are called, oh, look, at, we're all children of God. No, we're not. Uh, the only children of God are those that belong to Jesus Christ. You know, those that belong to God through understanding that we've broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments. Therefore, we're guilty on our way to hell because we couldn't keep, we can't keep the commandments. Therefore, needing a savior or needing the go-between, right? Or an advocate, which is Jesus. Jesus came and he, he gave the gospel for three and a half years, the new, uh, the, the good news, and which is the way to heaven now through him. And then, so now we, and then he allowed himself to be beaten and whipped and then put on the cross to pay the penalty that we were supposed to have. But he was the only holy and perfect one that came to earth and he was had a sinless life, that, therefore he was a sinless offering. Just like back in the Old Testament, you had to sacrifice like the best lambs you had, sheep, you know, the best lambs, spotless, without wrinkling and all that, to do that. Well, he was the one-time sacrifice. He was the, the lamb for all. But you still got to go his way. You just don't go to heaven because he went to the cross. And you don't even believe it, you know? No. We must understand that we need God, right? So when you look at the Ten Commandments that's found in Exodus chapter 20, and you go down there, you realize we can't keep it. If you break one, you're guilty of all. So therefore, Jesus came, paid the price. That's why he sat on the cross right before he died. It is finished, which meant the price has been paid. Now we can come by faith, believing. Let's continue on in this in the reading. Uh, let me see where we're at. Starting at verse 10. Yeah. Uh, chapter Romans chapter 9 and verse 10. Not only that, but Rebecca's children were conceived at the same time by our father Isaac. Verse 11, yet before the twins were, were born or had done anything good or bad in order that God's purpose in election might stand. Verse 12, not by works, but by him who calls, she was told, the older will serve the younger. Verse 13, just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. Verse 14, what then shall we say? Is God unjust? Not at all. Verse 15, for he says in Moses, to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. And why? Because he's God. You know, and he's perfect, and we're not. Verse 16, it's just like, our thoughts are not his thoughts, you know. His what he does is not, you know, is new to us because we live in sin, you know. We have a sinful body and everything, so that's why coming through to him in repentance, you know, understanding we're broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, asking God to come with a sorrowful, contrite heart, repent of our sins. That means going to going to God and asking Jesus to forgive us of our sins. As you can find in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10 and 13. Um, and then, and then continue in his ways by reading the Bible daily without failing to do what it says, find a good Bible believing teaching church. And that's how it is, you know. 
but you have to you have to live it. It's not a one-time say one-time prayer and then go about your business. No, it don't work that way. Just like a marriage, if you don't put time in the marriage, like every day, then you're not going to have a good marriage. You know, or if you want a friendship with somebody, it's a daily, it's a daily walk, man. You know, spending time with that person, getting to know that person. That's the same thing. Okay, let's go down to verse 16. It does not, therefore, depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. 17, for scripture says to Pharaoh, I raised you up for this very purpose that I might display my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Therefore, God has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy and he hardens whom he wants to harden. Now, you're going to say, well, that's, that doesn't seem to be fair. No. Let's let's put this in context. Because God God is omnipotent, right? And he knows all. He knows everything. And he knows who's gonna come who's gonna to come to him and not. So he already knew and therefore he just allowed uh that uh Pharaoh to his heart to be even more hardened. So God's um Wonders and miracles and works could be shown to all, and that's exactly what happened. You got to understand that that God already knows, and that's why it says in the in the New Testament and stuff. You know, uh, it was um, like uh, elected, you know, like the word elected, a predestination, because God already knows. And then you say, well, why bother then? No, because like I've said before, I love this analogy. It brings it out. It's like a farmer that has guaranteed seeds to grow. That farmer still got to prepare the, the soil and put the nutrients in it and like that before planting and turn that soil, get it you know, all mixed up and fresh and stuff, and then put your seed in there. And then from the whole time it's growing, you look after it, you get the weeds out, you put it. You might need to put some poison to kill the bugs that would destroy it and all that kind of stuff to make sure it comes up. You still got to do your part, you know, for this to work. And I always say, if you got a question, just ask God. You know, first, first repent of your sins, put your trust in Christ, and then start asking questions, you know. And he'll show you in the Bible because everything's in the Word of God. Everything's in the Bible. Verse 19 one of you will say to me, then why does God still blame blame us? For who is able to resist this his will? Verse 20, but who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what shall what is formed say to the one who formed it? Why did you make me like this? Verse 21, does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use. Verse 22, what if God, although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the, the objects of his wrath, prepared for destruction? Verse 23, what if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy, whom he prepared in advance for glory? Verse 24, even us whom he also called not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles. As he says in Hosea, I will call them my people who are not my people, and I will call her 
my loved ones who is not my loved one. And verse 26, and in the very place where it was said to them, you are my people, they will be called children of the living God. Verse 27, Isaiah cries out calling concerning Israel, though the number of the Israelites be like the sand of the sea, only the remnant will be saved. Verse 28, for the Lord will carry out his sentence on earth with speed and finality. Verse 29, it is just as Isaiah said previously, unless the Lord Almighty left us descendants, we would have become like Sodom. We would have been like Gomorrah. Now, Sodom and Gomorrah is back in the Old Testament where they were destroyed because these cities had become so sinful in every way that God had to destroy it. Uh, going down to verse 30 now, and, then, and the topic for this section is Israel's unbelief. What then shall we say that the Gentiles who did not, now remember Gentiles are the ones who are not Jews, who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it, a righteousness that is by faith, 31. But the people of Israel who pursued the law as the way of righteousness have not attained their goal, verse 32. Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith, but if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. Verse 33, as it is written, See, I lay in Zion a stone that causes people to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. And the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. And that that ends chapter 9. Now, let me give you some sal some, some salvation scripture. <laughs> Uh, Second Chronicles chapter seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. First uh, John chapter one verse nine. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Acts chapter three verse nineteen. Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when they when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesses and forsaketh them shall have mercy. You know, that's just being honest with God. And then, uh, then also you need to look, remember, you know, we've gone down. If you look at the Ten Commandments, you'll see there where we're guilty, you know. And I'll just give you a few of them. Uh, the first commandment is, you shall have no other gods before me. But we make a God in our own mind that's okay with everything we do, if you notice that. And the same thing with uh, the second commandment, you shall not make any idols. Well, we do that and we look at other people and everything else. Uh, the third commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Who hasn't done that? If you're honest about it. The fourth commandment, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Uh, the fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother. Do we do that? Some may, but there's times when we don't, even the ones that try. Uh, the sixth commandment, you shall not murder. Jesus said if you hate somebody in your heart, you've already committed murder in your heart. Uh, the seventh commandment, you shall not commit adultery. If you look at another person with lust, according to Jesus, you've already committed adultery. Uh, the, the eighth commandment: You you shall not steal. If you borrow something, then bring it back. 
if you took a, a paper clip or borrowed a pen or whatever, didn't bring it back, that's stealing. That's just God's standards are so high and ours are so low. The ninth commandment, you shall not bear false witness. That means you don't lie, and we've all done that, if you're honest about it. Tenth commandment, you shall not covet. That means want what somebody else has. So you see, and you only have to break one, you break them all. So we're guilty. And I don't know, you know, so those that have not repented, you're guilty and on your way to hell. I know I was. And then I, then I realized that. So I came, came with a sorrowful, kind right heart to God and asked God. I said, Lord, forgive me for all my sins. And I put my trust in you. And it's, when you surrender yourself and put your trust in Christ alone, it's like if you're in a plane about ready to crash and you, and someone gives you a parachute, you got to hold on to that parachute for dear life because it's going to save you for the jump to come. Jesus saves you for the judgment to come. Okay. So what do you do? Uh, I'm going to give you Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for the heart man believeth on the righteousness with the mouth confesseth and made salvation. And uh, Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So what do we do? We need to repent. You know? We need to ask God for forgiveness. We're all sinners. We need to ask God for forgiveness and transfer the trust in ourselves Christ alone, and from that, and from the day you do that, you start reading the Bible daily without fail and do what it says, and find a good Bible believing church and teaching church, um, and start reading and studying and learning how you can. And I'm about to give you some resources that's going to help you to do that. So I would say do it immediately because you don't know how long you have. You know, I'm just saying. Resources. I got a good list of them. The first one's really good, and they also have on the website. Uh, you can take. They have a, a Boston University. Is Greg uh, Professor or Doctor Greg Bonson, and he and he was teaching um, like seminary. You can get free seminary classes. It's like the whole thing, right there for free. And there's a lot of other stuff. There's Apologia Studios. With Pastor Jeff Durbin, you can find it on YouTube, and their website is Apologia, all lowercase, apologiostudios.com. And you can listen to them on Apple Podcast also. And then we have Dr. Vody Bakram, uh, and you can find him on YouTube, R.C. Sproul on YouTube. And he has a, an organization, you can find a website called Ligonier, and Living Waters with Ray Comfort. LivingWaters.com and on YouTube, Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, Answers in Genesis.org, very good. And he teaches like, you know, creationism. He's got a museum in Kentucky, really good. Uh, well Builders with David Barton, WellBuilders.com, and his, the majority of him is um, Christian History of America, but he, you know, other history also. Dr. Walter Morton, DrWaltMorton.org. And watch on YouTube, 23 Minutes in Hell with Bill Weiss. And and our website for Bible Education Institute is all lowercase. It is bible-education-institute.webnode.com. 
in our email if you want to correspond. If you need a Bible, we'd be glad to send you one and some, and, and some information. And it's little lowercase Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. And I got a little bit more here. And you can also listen to us on YouTube, Rumble, and on the podcast platforms for audio is Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Audible, and Google. And you can also go to your search engine and put in TCT Network. There's two two programs there that are pretty good. That's Faith and History with William Federer, and he goes over all Christian history and everything. And if you want to know about the Old Testament, they have uh, Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Really good stuff here. Let me pray for Heavenly Father, those that are listening, I ask you, Lord, to continue to work on our hearts and minds, Lord Father God, and let them give them understanding of your word, Lord Father God, and give them a hunger that they want to read and study, Lord Father God, and do your will, Lord, and convict their hearts, Lord, for those that have not repented of their sins, Father God, help them understand that they've broken your moral law, the Ten Commandments are for guilty and on the way to hell. And unless they turn to you, Lord, that's where we're going to end up for eternity, for the rejection of you, Lord. And help them come with a source of contract heart, repair their sins, put their trust in you alone, Jesus. Start reading your word day without failing, do what it says, and find a good Bible believing church. In Jesus' name we pray. Remember, until next time, read the Bible day without fail and do what it says. God bless.